G'day, my name's Tino Bath, and this is the Quantum Feedback Podcast, episode number five. Welcome to the Quantum Feedback Podcast, where together we'll explore the bridge between science and spirituality, translate the messages of the divine, and play the infinite game to live, love, and learn life lessons. I'm your host, Tino Beth. Let's dial in to quantum feedback. Welcome to the show. This episode is brought to you by the power of your subconscious mind. The subconscious mind controls 95% of your processing power. So whatever you've planted into your subconscious mind from your childhood and from all the other experiences in your life, they are controlling your life and reality. So to take back the power of programming your subconscious mind and becoming the architect of your life, I want to introduce you to what's called mind movies. Now, these are vision boards on steroids where you create your own success media. And I've been using mind movies to program my mind for a while now. And I highly recommend using mind movies to manifest whatever it is you're looking to create. Because mind movies allows you to play a media rich program into your mind directly that you've created, that you're curating, so that there's no middleman between you and your desires, so that you are employing your subconscious mind and all of its powers to go to work and influence the field so that your field is then responding and mirroring the kinds of frequencies that your subconscious mind is operating on. So to learn more about how you can create your own mind movies, go to quantumfeedback.org forward slash mind movies. So today I'll be talking with Scott Robertson, the brain guy on Instagram. And originally, I met up with Scott because we have this natural affinity with the brain. And as a result of the traumas that I've gone through with healing my brain, I found Scott's information that he was putting out there cutting edge. And this is my first conversation with Scott Robertson. Welcome, Scott. Yeah, thanks for coming (laughs) on the show. (laughs) Um, Welcome to the Quantum Feedback Podcast. Cool, man. Happy to be here. And um, really like to know just how you got into neuroflexibility and, and what what got you into that field of um you know of working with people and working with their energies yeah yeah so look my background is i have been a personal trainer for the last 20 years uh before that i was an athlete and as an athlete you're always looking to try and stay in front of the field always looking to get a bit of an edge looking to try and get you know get ahead uh and so i was doing a lot of rehabilitation work in pt and again, just looking for that next thing, looking for an edge. And I literally saw a Facebook ad for applied movement urology. I saw two guys on a screen in these daggy blue t-shirts um, and they were just talking about firing reflexes. And, you know, it was really basic what they were doing. I look at it now, I think it was super, super basic, but it was mind-blowing to me at the time. Uh, and I thought it was, um, I just looked at it and went like, man, this that's what I'm looking for. Like, that's exactly what I'm looking for because I was, at the time, just working with working with bodies, but essentially, if this makes sense, you're working with the periphery. If you're trying to change a movement in a leg or change a movement in an arm, you're just getting people to do repetitions, hopefully correctly, over and over and over again until they eventually get it right and it becomes engrammed and they're doing it instinctively. And 
that's really hard when you're only seeing someone one hour a week because there's 167 other hours in the week for, for them to go, to go away and get it wrong uh, and undo your good work. So I never really saw a lot of long-term change. And when I saw that ad, it just made sense to me. I thought, if you could just go to the central computer and change the signal at the central computer, that would change the presentation. That makes sense. Like, so, um, yeah, I, I jumped into that as quickly as I could. Did a course about five years ago. Um, did my first course with them about five years ago, and that was absolutely mind blowing. As I was just saying to you earlier, that was that was a real eye opener for me. And and it wasn't too long before I just really felt like I'd found myself. You know, as the more I sort of delved into it and went deeper and deeper within it, it was like it was just me. You know, and I was just had absolutely no no issues with motivation to study, no issues with motivation to read and to learn. And I'd always had issues with motivation to read. Um, I'd always really struggled with reading and then all of a sudden happy to sit down and read medical journals and different texts and just learn. Um, and so I've been on that journey for the last probably five years or so now. Um, and it's been, that's been amazing. And so I guess over that time, um, you know, you keep reading, you keep studying, you keep learning and you keep learning new things in treatment and therapy and practice with clients. Uh, and then eventually you get yourself to a point where you're able to start creating things. And so that's kind of how neuroflexibility and several other things have kind of um, come to life. So yeah, neuroflexibility was just, I managed to um, basically discover, put together a brand new method of um, improving flexibility, which is kind of, it's, you know, pain-free and it's way more dramatic in terms of the way the muscles release and let go. And it's way faster. Uh, and it's certainly, it's, it's, it's just all around. It's a whole lot better than what I used to experience when I was an athlete and I had a flexibility coach. It was just torturing me. Um, so it's, um, yeah, that, that, and several other things that I do now have just been really fulfilling, really rewarding, I guess. So it's been, it's been a, a, a really incredible journey, but I think in the grand scheme of things, I'm probably still pretty close to the beginning. You have to say. Yeah. I mean, sounds like you're, um, you've tapped into the central computer and you've figured out a way to like find your purpose in, in at the control at the at the helm of that and helping people reestablish balance yeah yeah it is and it's kind of i think um i guess that purpose was always there and now like i look back on it and what really excited me most about personal training um was these big big life-changing moments you get with clients um and i absolutely love them when they happen but looking back I probably only achieve that maybe one, once a year, two, maybe three times a year in a good year. Um, and now just the results are so dramatic. It's like that's, it's multiple times a week. You're kind of getting those kinds of results with people. Um, and, and that's just, to me, that's just insane. So I think that that purpose was always there. It's just, it just been uncovered for me or become more clear to me what I'm really wanting to do, what I'm, you know, what I'm here to do. So, um, and it's made me be able to, it's allowed me to be able to see a whole lot more deeply that, yeah, there's the brain, there's the nervous system and there's just so much more. <laughs> there's just, there's so much more that, you know, we're, um, that's available to us if we want to tap into it. Mm, fascinating. So it's like, from what I'm getting from you is, is it sounds to me like, it's, I, I, the picture I get is you're, you're sitting inside someone and <laughs> tapping it away in their brain and their nervous system and just like helping them to reconnect different parts of themselves so that 
things are just operating on, on a on a normal level is yeah you can, that, you can it, say it, that without, I, mean, I, I don't feel like i'm sitting inside them at times but yeah you can say that um how does that work yeah, yeah, it's uh, look the way I work at Minitool, it, it, it's it's via touch, you know. So you're you're contacting. You know, it's an open system. Everything is connected to everything. So when you're touching the surface of the skin, you're touching the surface of of every single cell in the body, you know. And so if you and I think this is one of the things that's been really really empowering for me to be able to show people um, just the power of intention. So where you place, you know, where you place your your attention. Is, is where is is where you direct your energy and then if you want to focus that with with focused in, intention then that energy you know goes to very specific parts of the body very specific pathways very specific purposes um and so i can i can work in healing with that i can work with the body and change things in dramatic ways with that intention uh and harnessing that energy and the, and the body just wants the body just wants to heal itself the body's amazing on its own this is as i was saying to you earlier i'm I don't, I'm not doing anything special because the body is trying to heal itself and that's what it's designed to do. You know, you're just kind of giving it a little helping hand and, and giving it some guidance so it can do that. Um, but, yeah, being able to show people that where you, you know, that your intention plays such a dramatic and huge role that when they step out of that treatment room, some of them can then, you know, and some of them come back for further coaching, but they can take it away and, 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 and use that. They can harness that in their own lives and, you know, all of a sudden people start to understand how potentially they're holding themselves back in certain areas of their life because their intention is not necessarily focused, you know, towards whatever their purpose might be, you know, focused on just the negative aspects of their life and then it's holding them back. Um, so that's really cool being able to see that, understand that and then, and then change lives because that's, uh, you know, that, there's nothing more satisfying than that. Like that's, that's just massive, you know, actually sort of changing people's lives in profound ways, profoundly positive ways, I should say, hopefully. Um, yeah, that, that's incredible. That's incredibly satisfying. So, um, yeah, that, and, and for me, that's, I guess, why I would say that I feel like I've found myself in that system because it's, that's, that's me, you know, I get to, I get to help. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Where, where do you, where is it that you find your intention takes you when you're, when you're working with someone? Good question. Good question. But the, so I am constantly saying to people, and this is, this was, it was a difficult concept to get my head around or not get my head around. It was a difficult concept to accept first. So when I first started in AMN, the whole, I guess the whole belief behind that paradigm is that there's 86 billion neurons in the brain. And those 86 billion neurons have way more information and have way more understanding about what's going on in that nervous system standing in front of you than whatever your best guess is. And, you know, I'd worked for a number of years to try and develop my, my clinical eye so that I could, you know, I could analyze posture, analyze gait, look at injuries, look at movement and try and break it down and, you know, tell people that I could see and understand what was going on and then try and fix them. But it's always just a guess, you know, and, and, you know, again, looking back, I didn't really change a lot of a lot of things, and you know, in, in long term, didn't make any long term changes in in a lot of people. As soon as I changed that and just started going with what the body, you know, what that network of eighty six billion neurons was telling you, um, things began to change really fast and really dramatically. Um, and so, as far as say something like neuroflexibility is probably the, one of the easier ways to describe it. 
I did with on this course that I taught on the weekend, we had a couple of different presentations that were just really cool to be able to show people. So I got one girl trying to do a bridge, you know, bridge or a wheel pose that might make, they call it in yoga. Um, and we just said, look, we'll just do one round at this one. You know, we don't have a lot of time, but I'll just show you guys, you know, because this one can be a little bit dramatic. So we, we got her into a bridge, showed everybody where she was. Um, and, and then looking at where she was, as I said to them, look, I would 100% if I was just looking at this one, I'd go to the shoulders because you can see the shoulders are a bit locked up and you can see that that's holding her back. Um, so that's where I would be directing my, my attention. But we'll ask the body, we'll ask the nervous system, see what it says. The body told us that we wanted to go to the rectus abdominis, which is your, your six-pack muscles. So basically go to a tummy and, and, and stretch those. Um, not where any of us in the room would have thought we would have gone, but we said, look, this is the system. The body's told us that. We'll go with that. And so we did one round on that. And for a 60-second change, anybody who's been in a bridge will kind of tell you that when you get up into a bridge, you feel really locked. That once you get up there, that feels pretty much as far as you're going to go, you know. And so this girl sort of then, once we did our little, um, we did our stretch, she just pushed and then kept pushing and just kept arching up and arching up. And it was a really noticeable change, like in 60 seconds. And it was just a really clear and obvious example. Like, so, you know, my clinical eye, every other clinical eye in the room would have gone for the shoulders, but her nervous system knew what it wanted, told us to go to the, the abdomen. We went there and, and things changed dramatically. So, um, that's pretty much what I do. I, I, I listen to the nervous system. I com- you communicate via touch and I just get binary feedback via a muscle test or via range of movement and the nervous system tells me, you know, yes or no, this is where you need to go. Uh, and then you follow that, those breadcrumbs and it's kind of the more, the thing I tell my clients all the time is that we're really only limited by the practitioner's skill set and, and awareness. So if my knowledge is at a higher level of understanding and, 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 and more expansive, then we can consider more systems and we can consider more areas of the body and potentially more dimensions around the body. Um, and if I'm more limited, well, then we'll just be limited to, you know, wherever my, wherever my knowledge is because that's where I'll be able to direct my, my intention to change things. Um, and, and, and it's difficult for things to come into your awareness that are outside your awareness. So um, if I have an awareness of these other dimensions around the body and, and of a whole and, and a, a multitude or a myriad of different neurologic circuits, um, well, we can consider all of those and, and I'll get feedback on that really clearly. Um, something that comes from outside my awareness, I may get some feedback on it, but I might not understand it in that moment to be able to do something productive with it. So I think that's, that's basically how it works. Communicate with the nervous system, communicate with the brain, get feedback from that body and find out what it needs to heal itself. And then on, deep, you know, on a deeper level, you can potentially be looking at, you know, really what that body needs longer term and, and potentially sort of delving into areas like purpose and task and all that sort of stuff. Um, but again, you're just asking the body. You're asking, you're finding out from, you're getting the feedback from that individual what they need to thrive. Um, and it's just, you know, it's not my ego. It's just me stepping out of the way and, just, just let it heal itself. Just let, just let the body go where it really wants to go. Um, and it's amazing. It's amazing to get to watch. And it's, I feel very privileged to be in that space. Um, one, cause it just feels right. But two, it's just amazing to watch. It's, it's really cool to get to see, you know, people change and, and then they open up, you know, they open up to this, these other levels of feedback and they open up to these other dimensions. And yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's just exciting. Um, I, 
I really love it. Mm. Sounds to me like you've opened up a Pandora's box of of a of a continually evolving methodology for for treating the body, for treating the body mind connection that just allows the practitioner to grow with the you know with the patient. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's. I think you're right. I've, look, the 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 terminology we use in AMN is is the rabbit hole. We sort of say like you know once once you, once you jump in that rabbit hole, um, you know then which the level within AMN we talk about is sort of again like level three. We call that the rabbit hole. Um, and so I jumped into that one after I don't know how long, six months, twelve months, um, and, and still falling. And you just keep it's. <laughs> It's just a never-ending rabbit hole, you know, and that you just keep discovering new things, you know, and, and you're right, you do. As a practitioner, you grow, you develop, you learn from all of it. Um, and, yeah, if you're, op- if you're open to it and you're, you're open to understanding that feedback and, and, and looking, at, you know, at, at all of the information that you're seeing in front of you in, in each presentation, there's just there's something to learn from every single body that you, that you work with. Um, and yeah, I, you know, you can be, you can literally be that learning computer. Mm. Was it something that you like naturally did, like as in open up, dive in deeper to the rabbit hole in, in certain things like in your life or is it something that you've just really discovered with this passion that you've, you know, and calling that you've just recently had in this field or like, I, yeah, because I find I, a lot of people yeah. are challenged by, by going down into a rabbit hole mm. and questioning their own beliefs and having everything that they knew to be the world not true anymore, potentially. And, you know, they, it can create a lot of fear and anxiety in people. And, and it's a fascinating unknown that we all have to navigate at some point. Yep. Yeah. So look, I'll, look, I'll reiterate what I was saying to you earlier. Like I, when you're looking at down that rabbit hole or you're looking at, you know, different versions of reality or that, you know, the different potentials of reality, um, as I was saying, that can be really scary, exactly what you just said. So, you know, the brain and the nervous system are set up in such a way that, you know, to protect you, and, you know, and survival is always number one. So as we're saying, survival of the, of the organism and survival of the species, they're, they're, they're the top priorities. So, and the brain doesn't want to compute because it's worked out that there's there's a way lower energy cost attached to just predicting and predicting forward and not having to compute. So if it can make predictions about what it's going to encounter and how it's going to keep you safe and how it's going to keep you operating, that has a way lower energy cost attached to it and as such a far greater survival probability because you've got far more chance of lasting until your next meal because we didn't evolve with Woolworths or Coles or Aldi across the road. So. Um, so your survival chances go up if your brain can just predict everything. And for it to be able to predict everything, it needs a fairly fixed set of parameters. It needs some, some fairly fixed guidelines around it so that it can make these solid predictions. And so if you're going to sort of then come and tell people that, you know, this 3D Newtonian physics world that, you know, you thought you lived in, um, that's not actually true and correct and accurate. There's actually a whole lot more. Well, that potentially messes with your your worldview. That messes with your reality. And if you're going to mess with someone's reality, then you're potentially messing with their survival mechanisms. So you can get some really strong feedback on that. You can get some really really strong pushback. And I've I've experienced that 
quite a few times and, you know, you've probably experienced it as well. Um, but if you're open to it, well, then it's amazing. And I think for me, I was always someone who, man, just I'm, I'm open to that stuff. If you want to throw me a bone, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to look at it. And, you know, I'll jump in and, and go. So, yeah, standing at the edge of that abyss and just jumping into the rabbit hole, man, there was the promise, there was the potential promise of, you know, far greater capabilities in healing, far greater um, possibilities for, for changing physical outcomes in the body and, and a whole bunch more of I don't know what. You know, there was a whole bunch of unknowns that seemed pretty exciting. Um, <clears throat> I didn't really question the downsides. I just kind of jumped in and, and got going. And I think to answer your question, I've always been a, I've always been a kind of an all or nothing kind of guy. So that helped me as an athlete. I really threw myself into, you know, that life. And then I later got into personal training and I really threw myself into that life. And then from there, you know, I really sort of threw myself into, um, in, into this, you know, and so there was kind of no, there was no real hesitation for, for me, you know, and so I guess what you're describing, you know, with other people sometimes, you know, there's real hesitation to open up and look at, you know, other possibilities. I, I was just happy to, I was really happy to explore, you know, I guess I was always a bit of a risk taker, really happy to, really happy to explore. And for me, it's just, it's massively paid off. And as I said, like, I just, I feel like I found myself, you know, working in this, in this realm. Mm. That's amazing. That's that's like the holy grail of um, you know of living in a twenty the twenty first century is you know finding something you're passionate in and finding yeah. something that fuels you you know like on a financial level on a spiritual level and you know on an evolutionary level where you're constantly growing and <coughs> you know, learning yeah, with, with with your practice. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm, I'm just, I'm happy. That's the thing, you know. Like it, it does. It, 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 it ticks all those boxes for me, you know. And that's, that's massive. I can't, you know. I know there are a lot of people that don't have that, and I, and I talk to nearly all of my clients about it. And you know, you try and help the ones that don't have it to try and find it. Um, but yeah, I feel very, I feel incredibly grateful to have, you know, to have found it, you know, and that, and that works for me. Mm. I, that's something that fascinates me and it's something that I really appreciate because it's, it's something that I've been striving for uh, ever since I, I had you know, a, a car crash in my life where I was forced to revisit my reason for being here on earth mm-hmm. and I was forced to answer that question because if I didn't answer it, I wouldn't be here. Essentially, mm-hmm. that's the message I got. I think it's becoming a really much more important topic, you know, purpose, you know, mm. knowing, knowing what we're here for and, and having that deeper reason for being alive, um, especially now in the 21st century when, you know, like we're not, survive, we're not having to go out and hunt for our food and we don't have to farm. We've got Audi and Woolworths across the road. We can just, you know, like we've got so many creature comforts that, you know, the survival history of humanity just isn't there but i guess it it, on some level it still runs in the background this isn't really like my question i guess i'm just i've gone off on a tangent here but (laughs) essentially where i'm going with this is Mm. is that you're on that path you're on the level of of living your purpose what's what's really exciting for you now like what's something that's what's what are you looking forward to now? Like looking from this perspective on life and going, wow, like 
infinite possibilities for me and my life and and the journey i'm on like what do you what are you looking at what's exciting yeah man it's i guess one of the things that really really excited me within this journey was just the quantum possibilities you know and just being able to do work just working energetically with with people and that that's been the Pandora's box, really. You know, opening that. You know, that that's a whole other rabbit hole in itself. You know, a big one. Um, it's everything within that, really. I mean, it's going within, going within oneself, and then sort of just, I guess, exploring more of that deeper purpose. And you know, I so said, like, I, I feel like I've found what I'm doing. I feel like I'm in the right space. Um, but then, how do you refine that? How do you enhance that? How do you do more with it? How do you take it out to more people and share it with more people um you know and then you know i guess the more that i you know i read all these amazing books um i don't know if you've if you've read the masters of the far east you've you've heard of that one or the yeah the lessons of the masters from the far east or the teachings of the masters from the far east i think it's called um there's basically there's, there's all these stories of you know gurus and and people that have had these amazing abilities um and you know, reading these books and reading these, you know, accounts of from people in that space, um, that that's they're, they're the infinite potentials, the infinite possibilities that I sort of look at and think, like, man, that's the path we should all be on, you know. And I think, and and I guess this greater awakening, you know, of humanity, this this this, if there's a quickening happening that we're all involved in, um, and and I think that's where it's going. And so I guess I see myself. I don't know. It sounds egotistical to say at the forefront of that, but I, I, I would, I would guess that I'm probably further down that path than you know, say a lot of people who maybe sort of haven't sort of awoken to any of those possibilities yet. So, to be able to share, explore more of that, expand that within myself, and then share it with people, um, I think that's kind of what we're. I think that's you know what we're here for. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Um, I was just I was reading a book this morning where a healer was talking about conversation with someone who was similarly connected. Uh, and she said, the question that this woman always asked her was, you know, not how are you, but you know, like, are you doing your work in the world? You know? And basically by that, she meant like, you know, are you sticking your neck out far enough that you're letting people know who you, who you truly are and, and what you're doing, you know, and that's uncomfortable sometimes. And, you know, it can feel a bit scary sometimes, but that's, that's probably what you're here for. It's probably what you're supposed to be doing. Um, so I guess, yeah, for me, like exploring more of those potentials um, and, you know, and then, you know, it, it expanding, expanding your own capabilities within that and then sharing it. That's, yeah, that, that's, that floats my boat. That, that drives me, that, that excites me. Um, you know, that'll get me up in the morning to meditate um, and try, you know, ex- explore more of that. Um, <clears throat> I guess that's, that's, that's where I'm at and, and where I see it going is, I don't know, it's an unknown, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. I'll surrender to the process and, um, and we'll see where it goes. The exciting unknown. <laughs> mm, yeah, completely. But it's the, it's the, it's what I think, I think Joe, Joe Dispenza um, articulates a lot of these cons, these concepts really, really well. Um, and with him saying, and I, I've heard it, you know, any number of different ways now, but, but him saying like, you know, the way memory works is it's just, it's, you know, you, you, you build your memory based on experience, you know, and if you're trying to plan your way forward, like the only way you can make a plan is through knowns, you know, through things that are 
that exist in your memory that you have an experience of. And if you want to go somewhere new, if you want to do something, you know, infinitely more exciting, if you want to have increased capabilities at whatever, and you don't have experience of those capabilities, like there's nothing in your awareness that, that can take you there. There's nothing in your memory that can take you there. So you kind of just have to surrender and just be open to unknowns, you know, allow those unknowns to come into your life. And so that's kind of, I guess that's where I'm at. You know, it sounds, my wife would call it very airy-fairy to put it that way, but that's, you know, that's it. I think, you know, we're all on a path. There's, there's a perfect plan for all of it. And, you know, it's, it's actually surrendering, surrendering to that, that perfect plan and just allowing yourself to be on that journey. And, yeah, amazing things, amazing things will, hap- will happen for you. Mm. Beautifully put. So um, speaking of the unknowns, can you share with us or share with me particularly, I've got my own physiological brain body connection um you know challenges and and successes is there something i can take away and do at home practice um that you can share with me before we yeah yeah, good good question good question so i think so i talk a lot with with clients that are open to it about the four dimensions of our being and the and the physical body and the, you know, the, the brain-mind connection um, is just one. So the physical body is just one dimension. That's the lowest dimension. And it's just, it's still energy, but it's just vibrating slow enough that it's been able to manifest into a physical form. So the human energy field is the second dimension. And that's classically known as the aura. So the human aura. And there's seven levels to the human aura. Um, and so paying attention to the human aura um, that has some really big payoffs and there's some really simple little exercises and things that you can do. So people will do simple ones about pushing your hands together as hard as you can and then slowly taking them apart and you can start to feel a little bit of magnetism between the hands. Um, that's part of your human energy field. And so actually just paying attention to these subtle energetic influences and I experience all manner of them now because I'm working with bodies in healing and whatnot. Um, but I'll get all this really weird, crazy physiological feedback where I'll just get itches or tickles or pain or whatever that comes from the other body that I'm not even touching at the time. Um, but there's communication going back and forth. So it's, it's paying attention for me. It's just when you, when you feel an itch or you feel a pain or you feel anything, actually don't, don't just write it off. Don't just dismiss it as, a, oh, it's just one of those little, those funny, those funny things. It's, you know, actually pay attention to it because when we say, you know, where you, where you place your attention is where you place your energy. So if you look at, if, if you're prepared to look at some strange physiological feedback you're feeling in your, in your stomach, like, okay, is it just a stomach ache that you're going to dismiss that, you know, as mum would have said to you when you're a kid, like it's just a tummy ache that'll go away. Or is that potentially an energetic connection that's coming from someone else? You know, is, you know, wh- where is that energy coming from? So to sit and just pay attention to it. And whether you do that in meditation, whether you place your hands around it, whether you sit and try and visualize a context to it, um, whether you get excited hearing about this stuff and you decide you want to try and learn how to see human auras, um, anything in that space will, will pay huge dividends because the, the human aura, the human energy field is the, is the brain, it's the mind-body connection. So all of our energetic consciousness, well, a huge amount of our energetic consciousness is there in that 
that seven layer energy field. Um, and all of our psychodynamics are, are readable within that field and it all filters down into the physical body. So like all of the, all four dimensions are, are connected. So that, that's, I guess, you know, I, I say to my clients, that's my dirty little, little secret that I, you know, I, I work with all of those different dimensions and all of them have a huge impact and there's a huge amount of information um, that's stored in the human energy field or in the aura and I don't know how to read all of it yet. I can get feedback on it. Um, I can use it. I can test it, but I'm not personally at the level where I can see all of the layers um, of, of the human energy field. Um, but when we talk about where I think I'm going and where things are going for me, that's kind of, that's a big part of, you know, where I want to go and where I want to get to, because I think understanding more about that and what you can potentially see in those energetic layers um, there's a huge, there's a huge learning journey and a discovery, you know, a discovery journey uh, in in all of that. So, but the but to answer that, the the last question, it's just paying attention. You know, it's literally just not writing things off, not writing off. You know, when you're thinking of someone and the phone rings and it's that same person, meditate for a moment on just the energetic connection on that on that quantum entanglement that you've just had. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know when. You know, if if you're thinking positive thoughts or negative thoughts about some about someone, and then you later find out that you know something good or bad has, has happened to that person, you know, there's a cause and effect going on. There's 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 these energetic entanglements, quantum entanglements going going on, and we and if we pay attention to them, um, it's incredibly empowering. And and that's how I've got to where I'm at. Was I first started getting all this strange feedback, didn't understand it, didn't have any means to try and understand it. All I thought I could do was just pay attention to it and eventually my I figured my brain would start to gain a level of understanding and that's what's happened and and then my capabilities in working with the human body have expanded enormously from that so it's without without giving too many specific drills just paying attention as I said placing hands together and pulling apart being able to feel magnetism allows you to understand that there's kind of something more there there's energy there Um, and then from there it's just place your attention there place your attention on what you feel um and things will begin things will slowly begin to change it's it's a journey won't happen overnight but it's definitely worth doing beautiful well i want to be respectful of your time and i'm really grateful for you know going through the process and diving deep with me but your last answer really just like i have one more question you have time for one more question (laughs) yeah let's do it okay because you're only young you're only young once (laughs) i um I recently just, I recently got called out. I was sitting on the um, side of the road, eating lunch on a park bench sort of thing. This lady called me over and she said, I need you to help me cross the road. Now she was really like old and looked really sick, unwell, probably unwell mentally and physically. And and she had puffed up legs. And I had this energetic experience where after I helped her across the road, she was like holding my arm and holding my hand and then I took it at a car and let her go and say goodbye and did all that and I was all good but after that experience my whole hand was throbbing like it was like in pain I mm. you know I was I, I basically jumped in my car and as I was driving I was like oh my god this is really bad I, I got like you know like I got all this stuck energy in my hand now like I really got to figure out what to do now and 
I just drove around until I found like what I felt like was a really cool place to go. And I wandered in some, you know, down into this valley where there was lots of like damp ground. And I just started like planting my hand into the ground to like ground myself and to get the energy mm. flowing. Is, um, is there anything that you would have suggested I would have done to like get that movie yeah. better? Yeah. First of all, so welcome to my world. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. That, look, that stuff that happens. So these, so energetic transfers all the time. You know that that's you know it's a thing. You know, and and you'll have plenty of people who say that they're really skeptical of that sort of thing, but it's a it's a thing. So you can with that one. There's all sorts of stuff that you can do, and people talk about using crystals. People talk about um, using Epsom salt baths and 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 whatnot. Grounding is perfect. Grounding is great. I had a uh, people talk about using white light or violet light protection and whatnot. I, I, that's something I've found difficult um, just because I don't remember to do it. Uh, but I had one one girl told me one time that was just really, really simple. She said, you can take that energy and you can literally just go and stand in front of an open window or in front of an open expanse and you can literally just rub that and brush that off you and you can shake it and throw it away. Um, seems really simple, really rudimentary, but it works, um, which is cool. Another more advanced method that I use these days, if I've taken on some form of negative energy consciousness uh, and I've taken that into my body is, or if I find it into my body is I will just, I will take that energy consciousness and draw it out. And you can do that with visualization and again, just with intention. Um, but then pretty much what you just did was perfect. You can then take that energy consciousness um, and you can turn that into earth energy and then bury it deep into the earth. And that's pretty much what you've just gone and done. And that's, that's really right. You know, you can literally just, instead of shaking that energy consciousness out and leaving it in that space for someone else to walk into, um, you can take it and bury it deep into the earth. And that's kind of where it's supposed to be. So you've, you know, you've potentially done a nice thing for this woman, you know, allow her to, you know, to shake off some negative charge that she, that she's had. Uh, and then it sounds like you've gone and done the right thing with it, buried in the earth rather than uh, rather than hang on to it or, or 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 leave it for someone else to step into. Yeah, I really didn't want to touch anyone after that mm. to pass it on. But it, look, <laughs> it it is interesting. You do the more you experience this stuff, then you, be, you the more sensitive you become to it. And um, yeah, there's some energies that you just feel like you really just don't want. Um, you know, whereas and I, I I always growing up and in my in my twenties I always said I was someone who just didn't feel these things, you know. And and I had a really profound experience the first time for me that I really felt something like that, which you would now call in um I guess in scientific terms you would call it a, a conditioned space. Um but it was the first time I felt this real negative energy was I was standing at the gates to Auschwitz um and just looking in there and I had no other way to describe it than it just felt like I was standing at the gates of hell um, and you could feel it. You could just feel the evil. Um, and, yeah, that, that I guess, you know, things slowly started to open up for me after that experience, I guess. You know, like you, you just it, something entered my awareness then and then you, you're slowly, slowly more open to these things. Um, that was the first big one that I've got and it was a big negative one. That's the first big one that I can remember really experiencing. Um, but yeah, as it's a, as I said, whole whole other world. But yeah, welcome to my world in that <laughs> regard. Oh, wow, that's like that's taking the um the negative and transforming it into a positive, really, isn't it? Like getting that mm. 
that awakening of, of, oh my God, this is like a really toxic environment and allowing it to influence <coughs> senses. Yeah. And I think that for me, it was that that was, again, no fear. It's just, you know, happy to look at these things. And it was like, wow, it's like for me, like, man, there's something more. There's, there's something more that I wasn't previously aware of, you know, and I don't necessarily want to jump into that. I don't want to jump necessarily into the gates of hell, but there's something more out there. And yeah, that definitely sparked my, my intrigue. So Scott, speaking of something more, how can listeners find you on the interwebs? On the interwebs. I look, the easiest thing is probably Instagram. We're probably most active uh, on there. So I am the brain guy with two dots, the dot brain dot guy. Um, and Instagram, that's my that's my handle. So I'm on there a fair bit, and then there's a there's a Facebook page, um, and there's links to my practitioner pages um, in AMN. If you if if anybody's looking to find me, um, but yeah, great to get to chat and share a bit of information. Thanks for coming on the show, and and um, yeah, look forward to seeing you more on the interwebs and and following your journey at the Brain Guy. Thanks for listening to the Quantum Feedback Podcast. For resources, links to this episode and to others, go to quantumfeedback.org.